I wanted to turn this into a topic, but uh, you'll see I only got this far. Um, the idea of social diseases like uh, beetle mania or turtle madness or jungle fever. Um, <laughs> About a jungle that's fever. That's as far as I got. That's and I was like, well, <laughs> so, so, I, yeah, so I, I, I was uh, like, you know what? This, this probably isn't going to grow into a full-fledged topic. I'm going I'm to plant this over. I'm going to put this in the drawer with all of my other cold opens, and I'm going to bring it out right now and hope that it is one. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you mean, like, did something just happen if you said those words? <laughs> Do you guys want to name a bunch of is fake this a uh, thing? social things? Can we turn that into a topic? Can we talk about turning it into a topic as a cold open? It's, it's so hard to, to say this, but your your daughter has Beatlemania. <laughs> <laughs> it's why she won't stop screaming. <laughs> and my wife has Beetle Fever. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So what about a case of the Mondays? Does that count? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, I caught it Ooh. from the toilet seat. <laughs> Shouldn't have been fucking the toilet seat. So yeah, the answer is no. We can't turn this <laughs> into an idea or a cold <laughs> open. <laughs> so I put on a movie uh, the other day. It opens with title card despite official denials by leaders of the free world sources now confirm the existence of megaforce a phantom army of super elite fighting men whose weapons are the most powerful science can devise their mission four dots to preserve freedom and justice battling the forces of tyranny and evil in every corner of the globe then we get some like sexy music There's this badass rotoscope animation opening credit sequence. And I thought, this is going to be awesome. And I wasn't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This movie and this week on the Free Legal Advice podcast, we're talking about the 1982 blockbuster hit Megaforce. Just to be real, I'm guessing most people hadn't heard of this. Um, It seems to be kind of one of those cult... uh, We'll call it, I won't judge, but, you know, a cult, I'll just leave it at cult movie. Yeah, look, some cults are like, you know, blood cults, and some are Mary Kay. I mean, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's different true. kinds of cults. This is true. Matt, you could sum this movie up in saying the, the title Megaforce is also the stage direction and action lines <laughs> in the script. <laughs> uh, if they ever needed, well, wait, what was this again? Megaforce! Do it with, yeah. So I, I was, um, I think I had watched recently uh, South Park, uh, Team Amer- or sorry, Team America World, please. It doesn't have South Park in it. And I was like then reading their Wikipedia page and I went down a Wikipedia rabbit hole and um, the Trey Parker and Matt Stone say they like stole bits from Megaforce uh, for that movie. And then I was like, what is Megaforce? And I start reading about that. And all I did was I, I went to YouTube and I went to the trailer and there's a bit that is 100%. I don't know if you guys know, like caught this, but it was a hundred percent in wet, hot American summer. And I was like, I five seconds into the trailer, I was like, I, I have to watch this movie. Um, so yeah, this week we're talking Megaforce. It's either a great movie or 
the greatest movie. <laughs> um, but we, so I'm going to give a recap, and what we're going to do is talk about the awards that we want to give. It's it's awards season, you know. We're going to talk about the awards for this movie because um, it deserves everything that we can uh, possibly, all the laurels we can possibly shower upon it. Matt, I just want to say uh, a friend of mine is a, a director of photography for major motion film. And uh, the way he describes it, and uh, it's the generally echoed amongst uh, those that make movies, anyone who can get a movie made deserves an award. If you've got it over the finish line and it's shown to an audience, the, the, the work that you've done and the things that you've overcome, you deserve awards for that alone. So even if this is a Megaforce kind of movie full of Megaforce, <laughs> it deserves these awards at least, mm-hmm. right? All of the made-up awards, we're going to give it to him. It deserves them. Mm-hmm. It deserves them. Uh, yeah, that, no, that's, that's beautifully put, Corey. Um, and, th- and look, there was a, this was a labor of love. There was a lot of people putting a lot of effort into this and, uh, the results oh, yeah. may vary depending. The people who made it totally believed this movie. <laughs> they <laughs> believed this was real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually have a little context, uh, for the, the movie that I'll, um, I have some awards for as well, but, um. Yeah, directed by, created, written by Hal Needham, who is like the most legendary stuntman of all time. And I think he, I know he directed, maybe wrote um, Smokey and the Bandit? He definitely directed Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run, that's probably, maybe, he might have been like, uh, he played like the stunt semi-truck in in, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, and he directed Cannonball Run. But either way, he's like a Hollywood stuntman legend, so... um, so why can't he direct and write a movie? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he knows how to take a chair to the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put him behind the camera. Mm-hmm. That's how Martin Scorsese got started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let me give a recap, uh, and then we'll, we're just going to dive in and um, award the hell out of mm-hmm. this thing. Okay, unable to defend themselves from the Gamibian warlord Guerrera and his thugs, the Republic of Sardoon sends Major Zara and General Burnwhite to ask the help of Megaforce, a secret army composed of international soldiers throughout the Western world, equipped with advanced weapons and vehicles. Dropped off in the desert and confused, General and the General and Major wonder if there's been a mistake when a cowboy from Megaforce named Dallas shows up and establishes himself as a fountain of poorly written one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> Members of Megaforce arrive, and we learn their identities through stereotypes and flags. <laughs> the guy with a mustache has a Mexican flag on his arm. An Asian guy has a Japanese flag on his sleeve. And Dallas, from the United States of America, has the Confederate flag <laughs> on <Yeah>. his arm. <laughs> 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 I actually paused. I, I paused the movie. I was like, whoa, whoa, yes. wait, wait, what? You should have heard me exclaim. Re- it's like every nation, <laughs> even those who had been defeated in civil war, had sent their best soldiers. <laughs> wow. All right. I'll sneak a quick award yeah. in here. Best use of badges to clarify stereotypes goes to the flags on the uniforms. It's, yes, you didn't thank see, you. Perfect. It was only in a glimpse in some of the fights, but the guys with the Nazi flags on their shoulders, uh, <laughs> that, you know. No. No? Yeah. A per- perfect award. Um, after a dizzying montage of motorbikes firing missiles at balloons, they head to the Megaforce secret base. At the base, 
which is, quote, a totally self-contained facility mounted on gyro-leveling stabilizers, enabling it to withstand a 25-megaton hit, the General and Zara meet the leader of Megaforce, Ace Hunter, a totally straight male with a sky-blue headband and a tan spandex bodysuit. In what would serve to foreshadow actual drama in most movies, we learn that Ace and Guerrera are not just rivals, but former military academy friends. Ace pulls up a pretty badass 3D map, if I'm being honest, and talk, and then talks through one of cinema's most confusing and boring <laughs> battle plans <laughs> to take down Guerrera. For some reason, Zara says she's coming along too, though Ace is against it because she's not ready for Megaforce. While sexy music plays, Ace and Zara go through a long skydiving montage with decent exterior shots and laughably bad green screen close-ups. <laughs> Prior to skydiving, they were practically strangers. After this one single skydiving session, <laughs> it's assumed we know they're meant to be lovers. They skydive together. Yeah. They skydive. Yeah. Zara, she also flies a helicopter. She aces a war machine simulator test to prove her worth. But silhouetted in front of a neon purple screen for several minutes, Ace tells Zara she just can't come. The Megaforce team is too tightly knit. As they prepare to launch Operation Hook, Line, and Sinker, she understands. Ace tells Zara, I know a bar in London called the Lion's Head. Let's get a drink there when this whole thing is over. Then he daintily twirls around a plane ramp support (laughs) pole, and they kiss thumbs at each other. (laughs) The elite crew stays loose with fun and games en route to their mission to Gamibia. It's montage time as motorcycles and dune buggies... Dozens and dozens of them drive out the back of three planes. We briefly see an exterior shot of parachutes and then cut to everyone landing safely on the ground. The mission is five full minutes of motorcycle mayhem. We know it's five minutes because there's an actual countdown (laughs) clock on the screen. (laughs) While rockets... Uh, While rocket fireworks shoot from jumping motorcycles and armed dune buggies shoot lasers. For five minutes. The base is destroyed, but the troubles are just beginning for Megaforce as they regroup. Guerrera actually flies to the Megaforce rendezvous, and Ace and Guerrera are friendly with each other. Then Burn White shows up and tells Hunter he needs to stand down for some reason. If you can tell there's confusion in my voice, it's because it gets really confusing at this point. Um, But Ace tells the general, he believes in the wheel, quote, which always comes around. After another thumb kiss to Zara, for some reason, Megaforce has to get to a dry lake bed where Guerrera, who they were just friendly with, is waiting to kill them. So they sneak up behind him in stealth mode. We get one final montage of motor fireworks and dune lasers, and they unleash their last trick up their sleeve, colored smoke. <laughs> For... No reason. Don't whatsoever. you don't you badmouth the colored smoke, any one of you. <laughs> any one of you says something bad about the colored smoke and I will mega force you. <laughs> it does nothing. All of the Megaforce squad make it to the waiting aircraft for extraction except Ace. Oh. And perhaps the greatest scene in cinema history. <laughs> Ace needs to fly his motorcycle onto the plane. 
This is executed by shots of guys on the plane saying, no way. <laughs> shots of Ace making faces on a motorcycle. Shots of, you're doing it. You're really doing it. A green screen of Ace gyrating on the motorcycle. Dallas saying, boy, you're going to get sick doing that kind of thing. Shots of a stunned Guerrera, who then at the end, Guerrera is happy. But... Uh, all in all, he makes it. They get back to Sardoon. They blow up the general's helicopter as he yells, The wheel! <laughs> and as I typed in my notes as I was watching the movie, ah, LOL, LOL, She does the thumb kiss, then he does it back, and then the screen freezes on his dumb headband wearing thumb kiss for the credits. I'm deliriously happy. Right, guys, I think, I think we go right into awards because my award for that final free freeze frame thumb kiss where our hero our hero and the woman that he has avoided kissing said he'd meet in another country after a war he's done everything he can <laughs> yes he at the end i have to award the kuleshov prize for outstanding achievement in a freeze frame in a motion picture musical theatrical performance teleplay or soft drink commercial Goes to Barry Boswick <laughs> as Ace Hunter with his kisses his thumb and then like dental like dental toothpaste commercial smiles and then just freeze prints and like this is as close as we could get the two of them. Dude. Have you ever seen that uh, gesture? No, like, yeah. like, 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 kiss your thumb and then hold your thumb. Like I don't where did that come from? <sighs> How, no, hey that guys, was incredible. Hey, instead of kissing her, what if we do a new thing? I hear it's yeah. Kiss me! Uh, how about what if I just kiss my thumb and you can like kiss yours whenever it would be just like kissing me? I'll meet you in London. Should we touch thumbs? I'll meet you in yeah. London. London, after the war, you can touch me then. The award for the absolute thirstiest bitch of all time goes to Zara when he's flying in a plane and she's waving at him like, do you see me? It's like, you would just prove that you're like this military expert and can fly planes and shit. He can't see you. He can't see you. Jesus Christ. Well, she proved it for no reason. It's like, uh uh-oh, we got some tension. She wants to be in Megaforce, and he says no. So then she goes to the training and proves she can, but then he says no anyway. But then he gives her a reasonable (laughs) excuse why you can't. Hey, we're a a tight-knit. We've been working together forever. You can't just jump in here and like. Yeah, we can't just throw someone into this military operation. And it's like, shit, he's right. (laughs) No, it wasn't for nothing, Grant. (laughs) It was for learning, because the award... For a seed idea for the Sesame Street program goes to that silhouette screen where you see the two of them talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted her to say, duh. And he goes, um, dumb. (laughs) (laughs) He'd say mega, she'd say force. Oh, yeah. Mega, yeah. Why were they in front of that purple screen for so long? And where did it come from? I am almost sure, again, the script probably called for and then, so we can get away with the nudity, you guys strip in front. We only see the shadow. How about instead of stripping, I tell her that she's not allowed to be on my team. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So You're off the screen. You're saying Barry Boswick had like an outsized influence on how him and he continued to change the script. Whether or not you tell me it's different, this is my headcanon, and I believe it for now, forever. Okay. Well, I surely... As Ben just pointed out, like Hal Needham, and he's you know he's a Hollywood legend, and he has an eye for things that would look cool, <laughs> but, but combining a lot of things that might look cool or sound cool doesn't necessarily make a movie. So Matt, you mentioned he's a stunt. He was like a stunt guy, right? Yeah, 
Uh, okay, that uh, that tracks because um, uh, I I have to give this uh, this movie the prestigious Fog d'Or, uh, which is an award for the best fog, snow, or dust in a major motion picture, musical, <laughs> theatrical performance, teleplay, or soft drink commercial. And it has to go to Megaforce because they use those those planes to make these huge dust clowns. They're driving these like big cargo planes around, and it works. The shots are great. Shots are great of all that stuff. It's cool shots. It's true. It doesn't make any sense, but it's like, oh, cool shots, buddy. All right, let me come right back to that because I want to give one more word to the previous uh, scene we were talking about, uh, which is the, it's not sexism, just kidding, it's sexism award. Um, So the whole thing, they're setting up like, she's like, what, I can't do this because I'm a girl? And he's like, no, it, it it's like you you can't handle Megaforce. Well, then she skydives, and then she flies a helicopter, mm-hmm. and she proves that she's an elite soldier. And then even after that, he goes, look, it. He, he's like very clear, like he's like it's not you. We're just so tightly knit that like throwing anybody in the mix would throw us off. So it's not you, and it's not that you're a girl. The very next scene, as soon as they get on the plane, somebody goes. Y'all right? Hang on back there, ladies. And it's basically like a bunch of pussies. So yeah, like it had nothing to do with they were girls, but it's like we want we we want to be the boys. Mm. As as long as we're on it, just briefly here. uh, Obviously, there's the romantic skydiving scene, which we see in every movie. Uh, and that? my award for longest romantic skydiving scene goes to Terms of Endearment, but Megaforce did get a nominated. They were, they were nominated. They were nominated. Grant, that's funny because uh, um, I have the award for best softcore porn segment within a major motion picture, musical, theatrical performance, teleplay, or soft commercial. It goes to Hal Needham for the skydiving scene where uh, they're just about to touch, but then we land and drive mm-hmm. a tank. I gave that the, the Bass Player's Big Day Award for the strange <laughs> bass-only <laughs> first section of that uh, very uh, confusing skydiving scene. Hey, Hal, what kind of music should we put with this, uh, this, this floating, flying, you know, like, you know, intense, sexy thing? Just bass. Bass only. <laughs> the sexiest of instruments. Mm-hmm. Corey, I'm going to go back to your cargo plane and give that the... Uh, most bang for your buck award like he's like we're paying you know a half million dollars a day for these planes every single i'm i the camera is running from the second we get these planes and helicopters and every single thing we shoot Mm -hmm. is going in the movie i don't care if it makes sense i don't care if it forwards don't stop shooting i said roll every (laughs) single (laughs) shot same thing with the those. Film. Look at these big ass planes. Matt, mm-hmm. How could we go wrong? Well, Matt, you're you're totally right. It's like we've got this for a day because they incorporate morning, daytime, and evening shots for those and the tanks. Like, <laughs> yeah, line them yeah. up. Oh, the shoot tanks them too. early, shoot them late. How we're we gonna have them drive once? Every fucking shot of the tank, every shot of a helicopter. We rented these bastards. We're getting our money's worth. Yeah. I forgot about the tanks. Like there, there was so many. Just like here's tanks from the left, here's tanks from the oh, right yeah. angle. Now let me walk back over to the left again. <laughs> yeah. In that uh, dry lake bed, obviously there's a whole lineup of tanks. They're all right next to each other, and they're all stationary completely. Yeah, which is the best way. And this is get that gets the award for best military defense strategy. It goes to the tank commanders for keeping their long line of tanks completely stationary, <laughs> yeah. which is obviously the main advantage of tanks. Right. Right. And then they're shooting down planes, which they don't do, or they're like trying to Y'all, do that. Yeah. What? what? Famously anti-aircraft do. weapon. Yeah. The tank. Yeah. As and those planes were flying like a hundred 
hundred feet off the ground. They were so low too. It's not like like they couldn't have been more set up to be shot down. When, well, speaking of shooting things down with motorcycles, um, this isn't one of my prestigious awards, but this does get the "I told you so" award when they pop wheelies on their motorcycles to shoot training balloons. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> and really, just spray in the air. You don't have to aim, and that's the "I told you so." Yeah. I told my wife. She's like, "Yes, I believe rockets could fire off," and that's like, "But you don't have to aim." Told you so. <laughs> yeah. So, like, a, a couple of weeks ago, we did a podcast about uh, kung fu movies and, like, why they're so badass. It, it, help me understand this, because, like, if I said, guys, I, I'm doing a movie, I'm going to be driving these fucking badass armored motorcycles, popping wheelies, shooting missiles off these fucking motorcycles. Like, don't you, don't all these things sound badass? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it kind it of is. Sounds. But you, it, if you just look at it like, okay, okay, from just the kung fu sense, if that was only part of it, you could suspend your disbelief and go, yeah, yeah kind of cool. But with yeah. all, there's so many other things where you go, but it's supposed, to, but that's not how. <laughs> uh, but the military, like, but what? Wait a minute, missiles like they're they're guided to something, and you don't have to like aim it right at it like that. Like that's not really how it works. <laughs> And also, like, you're not aiming, you're just going, and wiggling it back and forth a bunch. And, yeah, it's like, it's like aiming a shake weight. <laughs> I think Hal clearly just likes, uh, you know, has, has, like, stunt ideas, and I think he likes real um, stunts. So, like, those, those are clearly just, like, fireworks they're shooting off of. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, in one of the scenes uh, towards the, I think it's the dry lake bed, there's a ton of motorcycles driving, and they're shooting these quote-unquote rockets off left and right. Some of them go awry like fireworks oh, do. Yeah. Like, they, they spin off sideways. <laughs> like, like, people are ducking. They're clearly the, Roman the, candles. Yeah. Yeah, it's Roman candles. They duct tape Roman candles Guys, to the front of the dirt In the same bikes. vein of, like, we've got these tanks for a day, film them. It's like, we've got <laughs> one take on this motorcycle thing. we got to use all the footage because there's a lot all of right. guys nearly falling off their motorcycles driving <laughs> through smoke. Yes. Not knowing mm-hmm. what they're about to drive into, hitting a pothole and completely wiping out. Quick, cut, 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 cut. But we got to use him recovering. We don't have enough footage. What if we had, you know, a $120 budget to make a movie like this? <laughs> and, you know, I said, all right, look, I'm going to take my, my like, BMX bike and I'm going to tape Roman candles to the front and I'm going to pop a wheelie while they go off. Like, cool, right? Because that's approximating a thing. My award for the least practical military gear of all time in a movie goes to their no pocket having gold spandex suits <laughs> like you wouldn't even pretend <laughs> no pockets <laughs> if i got like oh I, I got a splinter and it snagged and tore it mm-hmm. well there's a sash don't worry i have a sash <laughs> hey it goes right up barry bostwick's butt could <laughs> you right it's, it is a it is deep in there uh, I'm gonna go <clears throat> on that note, Ben. Best military uniforms in in film. Uh, those blue suits with red lapels. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're like pretty badass. Single red lapel. Yeah, the dress uniform. Those are pretty badass. Um, I will say uh, the award for least well aged haircut goes to Barry Bostwick. You back of a corgi looking moth. <laughs> that was a weird ass thing that he has going on between the beard and that swept back shit, like. I don't know. That was okay. It was different. We've we, we've 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 definitely hit upon a thing here with uh, Barry Bostwick um, uh, being the man, the, the the leading man of this show, uh, and he's he's just as effeminate as all get out in his uh, spandex and his uh, ballerina twirls onto onto the cargo plane. Uh, I have to give an award for um, 
Uh, the award for selling a role based only on its name goes to Barry Bostwick's agent, uh, including such a, uh, such roles as Brad Majors in the Rocky Horror Show and Ace Hunter in Megaforce. <laughs> Both the manliest of men, very men, all men, all the time. Naturally. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. You know, I was saying that the, those blue military uniforms were badass. Um, while they're at the base wearing those, they do the uh, the the 3D map scene. I'm gonna go to uh, give the award for biggest boner kill <laughs> is Barry Bostwick explaining the uh, the mission. <laughs> so we get this badass 3D map, and for their yeah. technology, 1982. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that looks pretty fucking sure. cool, right? And like they're just sitting around a table, and like this 3D thing pops up, and and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And he walks through the most confusing and boring. <laughs> th- he's like, at 044, we will move 0.45, one click to the kilometer at 045. And then at 045.6, we move 046 kilometers to 1.5. He mentions like resting and so refueling as part of the plan. So many numbers. Well, imagine, yeah, if so the, long. imagine if the Death Star briefing scene... But all, yes. but what they're talking about is how to convert Fahrenheit to Celsius in a mnemonic uh, song that you can sing. <laughs> I was just going to say, you pull up the Death Star, you go, there's a weak spot here. We need to get in and shoot it. Right. Boom. That's it. You don't... <laughs> yes, that, that was here the Fahrenheit Celsius. Here stop to make sure that we have radio connectivity. Stop. Uh, as far as the map goes, uh, it gets the award for uh, best holograph we've seen yet. It goes to that holograph they were looking at. That's what the the general says after they're done. Well, that was the best holograph we've seen yet. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I was going <laughs> to... We're going to do the I'm, pig? I was going to give uh, best use of Hawaiian bikini lady hologram uh, is when they, for some reason, they, they pull up... Again, goes to terms like, of endearment. You see the entire... <laughs> landscape but just like a 10 foot by like four foot part of what you're the entire visual spectrum becomes a surf scene with yeah. a hawaiian yeah. bikini lady and it works uh to much success to distract the enemy the worst <laughs> use of hawaiian bikini lady hologram goes to the first time we see it for some fucking On reason when when it just Hovers over yeah. a rock. A rock becomes ocean waves Matt, and Hawaiian bikini Essentially, it's lake. used to solve this argument. Well, this is no way to treat us, making us meet you out here in the desert. Well, what if I made that rock a lady? What? <laughs> that's, I think that's a quote. I think that's literally yeah. what happens. Uh, the, yeah. What I love is you'd think that, okay, this is early special effects stuff, and they're like, all right, now you guys look over at that rock, and we're going to pretend there's a moment where it transforms into a lady. We won't tell you when. Just stay still. We won't say bang or now yeah. or don't give us a reaction. And somehow that's 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 still true today in special effects. I don't know why we can't get yeah. that. Uh, there, there's something I don't know. But I love just the, 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 blank, the blank staring and then cut to an astonished, well, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, the most amazing thing I've ever seen is the award for, I'm going to give the award for the only skull ad I've ever seen in a movie, which goes to Dallas's shirt. I've never seen that. It just says skull, a pinch is all it takes. Real big on there. Front and back. Front and back. Surely they got paid for Imagine that, right? if you like, oh, yeah. you had oh, like yeah. a Japanese designer who'd never been to America. You're like, draw me a cowboy. And they cast him. Like, <laughs> it, like weird science came to life. It's a, it's a skull shirt with a shotgun. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, 
because that's the opening scene where he introduces himself by shooting a snake with a shotgun at their feet and then waves the gun at them while he picks up their bags and nearly drops the gun at, at them. We could probably do a whole episode just on Dallas. Um, my award for best Dallas line, and there could be many, uh, perhaps you have others, but the best Dallas line for me was um, Egg, who who their, <laughs> their Q character, yeah. who builds the, the contraptions for them, who they call Egg. Egg has more degrees than a red hot thermometer. <laughs> I gotta say, um, Egg, the uh, the 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 tech inventing Q character, as Matt said, uh, he's he's putting in work, and so um, oh, I can't remember his name. Great character, actor. doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Seen him in, seen yeah. here's the thing. Stuff. That's why he gets the coverall bingo sounds, for yeah. all possible stage direction within a major within a single major motion picture musical theatrical performance television <laughs> soft drink commercial. What about goes oh, to a right. that's. <laughs> Do sad, do happy, do confused, do do murderous. Like he goes through all of it. <laughs> At one point, he he goes straight from murderously angry to, or maybe he was happy. I don't remember. He takes off his glasses and throws them down in celebration, and then remembers, oh, I needed to see out of those. Like <laughs> there's a couple. There's a moment where his his he's. Acting two different things bifurcated down the center. He's like, oh, my right hand and leg are moving a lot fast, and then I'm sad on this side. It looks like a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from laughing at this movie, were there? did you guys have any laugh with, like, as intended? There was almost one, and they undercut it by, by trying to <laughs> make it more of a joke. It's when it's somewhere near the end where... One of the guys is like, "Ah, oh, I remember this thing someone yes. told me." Uh, he t- and it's some stupid horseshit. And Ace is like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." And I almost started laughing, but then yeah. they're like, "Well, you said it," and he's like, "Oh, well, actually, that was very smart." And it, like they tried to turn it into this cheesy joke. It's like you almost had something funny. A buddy in Nam told me you love him in blue and you love him in red, but most of all, you love him in blue. And then Ace says, that's totally inapplicable to anything that's going on, and it's dumb. <laughs> Who told you that? And, the, and you're right, Grant. They should have just, like, that could have yes, been funny yes, if the they end. were that's like, the joke. that was stupid. And then, then he's like, well, you told me. Oh, well, it, it was wise. Okay, it was very I wise. Had, I had a laugh, but it wasn't of any comedic value. It was a, a laugh of joy as in the dry lake bed, they deploy a bunch of motorcycles which start driving on the dirt and they're kicking up a bunch of dust and then they light off smoke bombs and they make, <laughs> I, this is where I instantly, I, 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 like, I went, ooh, and like clapped a little bit. <laughs> because I've been waiting to give out this award forever. This is the Tron d'Or um, for the, for the uh, best live action version of a Tron light cycle race in a major motion picture, musical, theatrical performance, teleplay, or soft drink commercial. It was mm-hmm. amazing. I was like, cut in front of the other guy. You're good. You're, you've already made yes. him wreck by doing this. We've already got footage of this. Now just make it happen. It's like paintball, but for light cycles. Come on, people. We're there. Yeah. So they've got, Little Captain Travis, they've got two dozen dirt bikes lined up, driving at you know full speed in a, in a line, and suddenly they all hit you know a, a smoke, a colored smoke plume out of the back of their motorcycle and Hal Needham was like isn't that gonna look cool and they and that's that's a it almost kind of did but it as you as you point out Corey they're doing nothing but kicking up a giant cloud of it does dust. nothing Matt I feel like nothing. there's a conversation that multicolored happened, there's a conversation that happened on set where Hal Needham would say wouldn't that be cool and then someone would say Hal this is completely inapplicable and doesn't make any sense <laughs> I, have, I have a few more 
to go through. One thing, not to be negative, uh, worst acting of all time, the guy who played Guerrera. <sighs> it was so fucking awful. I, I couldn't tell. There was one where he's kind of just like, like did, did he need medication? Is he off his meds? Because he's like manically going crazy. <laughs> I and think like, he's all over the place. The test was screening so was like, fucking bad. can you do a charming smile? Well, hell, that's good. He just did it on command. Let's, let's hire him. He's like, oh shit, that's all I've got. I don't know what any of the other direction is. Yeah. Well, one of the first was... times you see him, he does win the Splidel Splastro Award for his uh, military-style ball cap and beard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the was Generalissimo from, from Cuba. Oh, Cuba. Yeah, from, from Spluba. Thank you. When it got to the end, I had to give out the award for I can't believe no one said Whirlybird this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just with all, there's lots of choppers and stuff, but no one said, let's get in a Whirlybird. Like, Dallas wasn't going to call it a Whirlybird yeah, ever? He's, yeah, that's, that's bad writing right there. <laughs> ben, it's in the extended yeah. cut. Oh, Sorry, one last one. If I can just do one last one. The anti-Chekhov's gun award goes to that photosensitive paint. God yeah. damn it. What the? He, he made just... a big deal about it. This is my favorite mm-hmm. part. And it's never mentioned again. <laughs> 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 I was like, what are they going to do with this? It doesn't even look like it's cool. Those are actually good points that I hadn't thought about. I was going to give most unnecessary plot detail to uh, Scuff. In addition to whatever the fuck Megaforce is, now there's an org that they describe called Scuff, hmm? Supreme Command United Free Forces, which donates machines and weapons. <laughs> it's like, well, wait, what is Megaforce? If there's another, there's there's so much bu- secret bureaucracy. Well, that we're funded by Scuff, and we're overseen by Plymouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, can can we spend a, so Corey? You you said you laughed uh, at it once. I I have belly laughed randomly every day since I've watched this movie thinking about like a different part of this movie will pop in and I will laugh very heartily. Um, but it's, it's, you, <laughs> there's a few scenes that do it for me. Uh, Corey, you had talked about, um, the spinning around of, <laughs> there's a gift. There's, there's a few, God bless the people who give us gifts on the internet. There's a gif of him spinning around, doing a little like twirl around that. Uh, As he hops the onto the plane, imagine, yes. yeah, imagine <laughs> everyone's first pole dancing move of like, I guess I just hold it and spin. <laughs> like my legs kind of come off the ground, and then like stand in a pose and stare at her. It's Baby, I'm so gonna kiss my thumb nowhere. at you. It's yeah. so out of nowhere. But and I will can, see you, but it's remember, go to England. It's in England. <laughs> you go to England tomorrow. Tomorrow, not even now. Go meet you there tomorrow. Can we talk about the greatest scene in film history, though? The the motorcycle flying onto the plane, which is the finale. As I said in the recap, everyone's on the plane. They got to take off. Where's Ace? They do take off. And now here comes Ace. He's now got to fly his motorcycle to the plane. So he, he goes, one, he pushes a button. And two flaps the size of a mouse pad <laughs> down on either side, like a, like a frisbee worth of wing space right. on either side of a dirt bike. Now I can fly. Matt, you say flop down. They, they move like a real airplane flap does, like <laughs> yeah, very so slowly over 20 seconds. Very slowly. <laughs> I laughed so hard when those tiny little flaps start slowly <laughs> moving down. Okay, the average. Those are the He's going to do it. Bring it on! 
on in. Bring <laughs> so the, on Wet Hot American Summer, there's a scene where he has to rescue the kids in the river, mm-hmm. and they just keep showing these reactions. Oh my! He, oh, he's no doing way. it. Oh, he, master, hey, and then then it's just at the end, he they like good job, and and I. Sw- I haven't read this. I just I know that that has to be a Megaforce reference uh, because the, all of those cuts were so bad too. That didn't like whether it was, I don't know what it was the lighting or how zoomed in. It just like you guys are not even in the same like hemisphere right now, and it's just weird. Like oh uh, hell no, how are you going to do? Oh oh hell, he's doing it. You know, it was just so... <laughs> oh man, and then oh. He he does a barrel roll. We haven't talked ah, about the barrel for no roll reason. that he does on the green screen. For no reason. So a really bad green screen, and just kind of zoom in face, zoom in shots of him laughing or whatever. And then suddenly, for for some reason, I don't know if it's intentional or not. He's very slowly does a full barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you lie. We'll get sick doing something like that. Ah. Uh, the the flying uh, motorcycle scene is is where they should have cut the movie because it's the best part. And then they fly around and, like you said, um, they blow up the general's helicopter. Which are you supposed to explode a commanding officer's uh, <laughs> private vehicle? I don't. I didn't understand that. Just because you hated him. The wheel. The wheel. Jeez. <laughs> it's cheeky. Yeah, I kind of like that. We we attacked you and not tried to kill you. Get it? All right, well, I'm going to give one more then. Uh, and I, Little Captain Travis, I cannot recommend this movie enough. Please watch it. I've been, it, it brings me so much joy. I've been laughing about it every day since I've seen it. Um, but I will say, I'm going to give the award to Worst Pulse on the Nation. Goes to Hal Needham. <laughs> he says, quote, I, th- oh, so let me first just say this movie had a $20 million budget. Mm-hmm. And it grossed five million dollars. Yeah, there we go. It was a flop. And they they were actually planning a sequel already. Like this was supposed to be big. They had that's real money, right? Uh, He had twenty million, and he spent it all on you know tank shots. Nineteen eighty two or whatever. It's all on the screen. It's all on the screen. He says, "Quote: I thought I had a pulse on the country better than I did. I was going off Reagan's election and different things. And the other thing is." I didn't make it high-tech enough compared to some of the other things that were out. Here's the thing. In my opinion, if he's like, oh, Reagan's elected and we're going to do this war movie and like good for... Like, people want a good guy and a bad guy. Maybe, at least in the 80s they did. And it was so goddamn confusing why the, the worst war criminal of all time would suddenly be buddies with him and he was right there. Like, the guy they wanted to kill was yeah. like right there and then they were like smiling. Like... If, can you imagine if Rocky Four, like Ivan Drago and Rocky were like... If they're hanging out with the robot up, like, like in, hanging at Rocky's out. house right? right. <laughs> after the, he kills Apollo they, Creed. Like, they pan over and he's just there at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. They both had like 20-ish million dollar uh, budgets. Uh, it, Rocky Four came out uh, 1985. Uh, twenty-eight million dollars made three hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hal, I think your pulse was—you uh, didn't Lost. understand. I think uh, what he was going for was like, in not as much the first term, more the second term. It was very well known that Reagan was like, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's, and they're like, he—the pulse in the country is like, he's dumb as shit. We can just make whatever we want. Like, that's <laughs> not no, no, Hal, no, no. Well, uh. 
little Captain Travis, I really do hope that you guys uh, watch this movie. Um, if you uh, if you do watch it and you have any thoughts or like it, uh, let us know. Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, and I made a little film recently of me in a tan spandex suit kissing my thumbs and winking a lot. And uh, you can check it out on Instagram uh, by following us. We are Free Legal Advice Podcast. And like Grant always says, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we like to um, promote our patriotic zeal. Our our uh, icon on Twitter is the Confederate flag. Uh, <laughs> follow Jesus us Christ. at Free Legal Pod. <laughs> Yeah, and if you like the show, make up an award and give it to us. It wasn't as hard. Yeah. As, it wasn't as hard as I originally thought when Matt asked me to do this. Uh, and I feel like you guys could do it. Uh, I believe in you. All right. And if yeah, you're watching, for those of you that aren't watching the video screen, we're all freeze framing right now with a mm. thumb kiss uh, <laughs> to the ground. Cut to credit. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 115. I don't know if you guys have seen this type of posting, but it's like, maybe... It's like someone fell asleep on the copy-paste button and every text box from their entire life is just stapled on top of each other because a lot of these screenshots, I can't tell, like, what, what's the conspiracy theory? It's like his text <laughs> over four other crazy dudes' text over the... No, that so, you can see the disease. It's like numbered like a, like a, a dance, so you know which uh, order to read them in. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, who is he talking or so? So anyways, the, uh, one is how the Pentagon is planning to use bats in the battle against bioweapons. Um, Baseball or flappy? Per- perhaps there's a picture of a flappy. Or men. But me- Batmans. Probably men. Your Batmans, your your Robins, your Supermans. But this one, oh, Superman uh, is my favorite. Yeah, this one's pretty ripe. Iron uh, Man. Did you know <laughs> Iron Man? I am Ron Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. I can't do it. Wonder Woman. I can't. Fuck, never mind. Look, Captain Travis, if you can say Wonder Woman the same way that I can do Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> it ends up sounding like yeah, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it anymore. It's a conspiracy that the government sent a bat that bit me, and I now can't say words. Martian Moonhunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Turn internet over.